Hey everyone, welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers of happiness, joy, and a centered approach to success in life. Seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits, to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation, and we're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, Melissa, we have another super fun guest episode. I can't wait. This is a great one. Our guest is Megan. Welcome, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, that's quite an introduction, JJ. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to let Megan introduce herself because... There's like a lot of words around her name, and so she's going <laughs> to properly introduce herself. But um, May and I were chatting uh, the other week, and I was talking about how I was like messing around with my diet. I think some, mm-hmm. sometimes I talk about how I like mess around with my diet, right? And I like to like, whenever go on these like no sugar for a month things or whatever. And uh, we talked about it, and I was like, the thing with my no sugar attempts is that it's not that like physically I feel different, but like mentally I feel different. I feel like happier. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, yeah, right. JJ, like it's a really interesting conversation, the link between food and mood. And I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yes. So with so, that, ta-da. Megan, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. So first <laughs> I can introduce myself. My name is uh-huh. Megan Baumler. I'm a registered dietitian. I have my doctorate in nutrition sciences, and I'm an assistant professor at St. Catherine University, where I'm the director of the nutrition and dietetics department. Wow. So when I was teasing you before we started recording, I'm glad I didn't know all that because now I feel slightly intimidated. <laughs> well, that explains why maybe my technology knowledge isn't isn't the best. I have other areas of knowledge. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So, so when you guys started to talk about this, I would love to hear what came up for you, Megan. Like, is this something that you've commonly heard people say, or, you know, is this something that you have particularly studied? Like, talk about that. Yeah. So let me talk about that a little bit. So there is a lot there. And I think we can go at this from several different angles. And I have some different ideas of angles we can go in. Um, I think Um, first though, what I'd like to say is that this topic has been coming up more and more in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years with our increased awareness of mental health, um, and how many different things impact mental health. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I think one of my first thoughts is how food and mood are bi-directional. So Mm -hmm. JJ and I started talking about how what he was eating was really impacting how he was feeling mentally. And of course, then that translates to how you feel physically and, you know, how productive you are and how well you can function and be your authentic self. Um, yeah. Can, can I ask a question? Is that what bi-directional means? I don't know what bi-directional means. Yeah. And so let me explain what I mean by that. By bi-directional, I mean what we eat impacts our physical and mental health. And our physical oh. and mental health impacts what we eat. Oh, perfectly yeah. said. Got yeah. it. So yeah. So for example, I can give an example. 
to kind of contrast JJ's example, I've noticed, and it's taken me entirely too long to figure this out. I get really tired at night. And when I'm tired, I seek sugar. Mm. And, you know, I'm not hungry. I It's just my physical body seeking quick energy. And one of the interesting things about that is that if I then consume something that has sugar in it, I will quickly, you know, get that burst of, mm-hmm. there's sort of almost a dopamine rush where you feel really good and you get that mm-hmm. little bit of energy. But in the long term, too much sugar can set you back. So right. there's this distinction between um, seeking sugar and then delaying Mm-hmm. The sugar that that you want to get for long term, better long term outcomes. So, sort of delayed mm-hmm. gratification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, and I know that that's absolutely true because I feel like my body is very sensitive to sugar. Like, if I'm tired, I know, or if I'm hungry and I haven't eaten and I need to, I will instinctively get something with a high sugar content because I know it will give me that quick burst that I need. Like it's almost like a subconscious decision. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in our nature. It's in, it's inherently within us to seek sugar when we're tired. Hmm. Yeah. And this is like, to me, the fascinating thing when I read about this and learn about it is that, um, the environment we're in today Hmm. is so much different than the environment like a thousand or 5,000 years ago where like survival may be like mm-hmm. seeking sugary foods and seeking some of these things that it's really like programmed kind of like deep in our monkey brain. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a survival thing. Does not really apply today, right? <laughs> right? So we have this struggle where we're like kind of fighting against some of our own like nature, like you said, right? Yeah, and yeah, we're in a different environment now. <clears throat> and if somebody's not aware of how their nutrition is impacting their well-being or of how their energy status is impacting their food choices, they can easily be bulldozed. Mm. And maybe that's too too strong of a word. Like bulldozed, like bulldozed by themselves? No, bulldozed. By bulldozed <laughs> by food options. Mm. Bulldozed mm. by big food companies, you know, the commercials Mm -hmm. you see on TV, if you're not intentionally making your food choices or thinking about, you know, before you get to that point of being really tired and seeking sugar and maybe planning an alternative snack instead of reaching for some candy or something that, you know, commercials and what you're seeing other people eat will have a bigger impact on you. So you almost, you have to kind of, Number one, develop an awareness of Mm. how your nutrition status is impacting how you're feeling. And then number two, start setting an intention of how you want to eat. And the idea there is that you're making your own choices, not Mm -hmm. letting a commercial you see make your choices or, you know, your fatigue making your choices, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That is so hard to do. Oh, I my think, gosh. Seriously. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Like, when I when I go on my, like, little nutrition 
kicks. It's like so much work. <laughs> it was like meal prep and thinking and planning. Yeah, and but JJ, you all go that. all in. You tumble down the hill in your, <laughs> like you go all yeah. in. Well, that might be, but it, it's still hard. <laughs> Even like the small stuff's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I have a, a couple of things to say about that. One is that I think some people, and I don't want to, you know, group all people into one stereotype. Everybody is so right, right, individual right. and everybody, everybody's relationship with food is extremely personal. So one mm -hmm. thing that, you know, what works for JJ is not going to work for me. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention is that I think people may want or expect good nutrition to come fairly easily. And yes. for most people, it's really hard and it's a constant work in progress. And maybe mm -hmm. you do really well for a couple of months and then something happens and there's, you know, an event in your life or a particularly stressful work situation and you get off balance with your nutrition mm -hmm. strategies and intention. And then maybe you return to it a little bit later. So it's yeah. it's a constant for, mo for most Focus. people. Yeah. It's got to be a priority and it's a constant work in progress. I'm still, I still, it doesn't come easily to me. It's still something I work on every day and think about all yeah. the time. Yep. 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 You know, just this is like really interesting because you're talking about the difference between being in a reactive state about how you eat and, oh, look, there's a commercial about Kit Kats because that's such a good commercial and you just sprint <laughs> into the kitchen to yeah. search for Kit Kats. Like that's a reactive state. That's a passive reactive state that just you're allowing, um, you're allowing an external thing to impact your immediate choice in a reactive way. So what you're really referring to is the, the awareness to be more proactive. I that's mean, that's exactly it. That's really, and that is really, really hard. We talk about trying to be proactive in a lot of states of self-awareness and it's just so interesting to be talking about it even, you know, as basic and as critical as what we eat every moment. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the other tricky things that I wanted to bring up, um, and this kind of relates to what um, Dr. Karen Dahl was talking about the other week. Mm -hmm. the yep, so she was on our podcast. Uh -huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She said something that I thought was really, really important. She said, it's a process to work mm -hmm. on your mental health and how it yeah. connects with your productivity and your work-life balance. And it's the same thing with nutrition. Um, mm -hmm. It's a process and the changes that you make may be extremely subtle. And yeah. the problem with that is that you don't get that immediate great feedback that helps give you mm -hmm. the motivation yeah. to continue with your changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a one pound bar of milk, chocolate, lint, extra creamy. <laughs> You'll get an immediate response from, you'll get immediate rewards from eating that. But if you don't eat it, you know, it's going to be a while before maybe you notice those awards yeah. of, mm -hmm. of, right. yeah. exactly. of having a balanced dietary pattern. Yeah, because JJ, that's what you were okay. talking about even a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, it took it took me like a good two weeks before mm -hmm. I noticed like a change in my mood from eating really cleanly. 
Yeah. Right. And so fortunately, you've got the stamina to, you know, you were able to stick with it for two weeks. A lot of people, maybe after a day or two, they're just, mm -hmm. they're tired, they're worn yeah, out. Totally. The, yep. the M&Ms are right there. It is yeah. just so easy to go right back to that, to that sugar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I had a mild headache for two weeks and I was like, I remember that, this yeah. is terrible. But like I knew from before, like the other side of it was good. So like, you're right, I had the ability to get through, but not not ever getting there before, I would have probably given up. Yeah, and another interesting thing is, so say you're on a, a, um, on a goal, like for example, JJ, and, and JJ, I would categorize what you did as, as fairly... Um, extreme you know you didn't we from the dietitian perspective we recommend <laughs> more small changes small sustainable changes over time yeah um jj you kind of an example oh sorry i um yeah so um like a small sustainable change like what would be an example of that versus yeah, and, the and, nature and, of jj's try okay and i like keeping things really practical with yeah. you know um, practical bits of advice. So that's, that's a good idea to provide an example. Um, I had a client yesterday and he, um, goes to McDonald's every morning for two egg McMuffins. And he was asking me, is that okay? Is that okay? And I, I didn't want to tell him no. Right. Because right, right, right. That would have probably alienated yeah. him, pushed him away, um, yep. told him he was completely off guilty. kilter. Right. Mm -hmm. So what yep. I suggested is he cut down to two to three times per week to start with. And mm. what else could he have, you know, those mornings that's something easy to prepare. So mm. that's making small changes. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. ideally the that's goal is, idea. you know, maybe to not to only go to McDonald's once in a while. Um, so I think it's important for people to know that they don't have to make dramatic changes and yeah. dramatic changes work for some people. For a lot of people, um, after a period of dramatic changes, they often revert to where they yeah. were before. Right, right, um, right, right, right. Which would be where I would fall in that camp a hundred percent. Yeah. Amber always talks, says like, I can't believe you can like, just like, switch and have like the willpower to like uh -huh. like switch your diet for that like that abruptly yeah, yeah. And, and some people can do that and i'm not able to do that so i have to have i i am a sweets person and i do have a daily indulgence but mm -hmm. i don't go overboard with it you yeah know, i have you yep. know maybe one dessert a day or yep. a sweet right, after whatever. lunch and a small, yeah. small sweet after dinner so i know for me that's what's going to work to keep me on track for the long term to make mm -hmm. to make some space for some small indulgences. Um, the, yeah. the other point I was going to make that's really I think interesting is that while I think the first most important thing is for people to have an awareness that what mm -hmm. they eat does impact how they feel and their mental health and their productivity. That's clearly shown in many 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 research studies. So that's not that's not the, a debatable point here. Food does mm -hmm. impact how we feel in our totally. mental health. Totally. Um, and we've established that those changes can be subtle and it might take a while to, to realize what's happening. But say, like, for example, um, I like to, I think of this as an 
an analogy of when you have young kids, really young kids, and you're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. You don't know how bad you feel until <laughs> yes. you 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 start sleeping through the night again. Or when your kids right. start sleeping mm-hmm. through the night and you get a good stretch of like five mm-hmm. to eight hours and you yeah. start to realize, oh, I was feeling terrible and now I feel good. I didn't know how terrible yeah. I felt. So Yes. Yep, yep, I, yep. I think it's that subtle that applies to nutrition for a lot of people once they start cutting out excess sugar excess processed foods over time they will start to feel better and they'll realize oh i was feeling low energy luggish brain fog and i didn't know it right and you don't necessarily have to make such dramatic changes to see that but the changes can take a while to 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 see yeah so i have a question so yesterday i was in a coaching conversation with a client and he was describing how um, his physical body just was not feeling good at all. And he's a workaholic. He's super successful. He's super always working. He's just, and he prides himself in that. And he was saying, but you know what? I just can't sleep now. And I never used to be like that. And I just don't feel good. And now I've put on extra pounds and I don't feel good about that. And so I, I, and so he's like, well, what should I do? Do you have somebody I should talk to? Like, what can I do? So I, I actually did this exercise with him, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this exercise. I said, let's just list out all the things that you possibly could do. And let's not do all of them. Let's just pick one. So, you know, he listed um, tracking his food. He listed getting a nutritionist. He listed going on a diet, starting to go to the gym. Like, so he listed out a whole bunch of these great ideas. They were mm-hmm. all really, really strong ideas. And then I said a question that I'm often, um, I, I love asking from the book called um, The One Thing. And it is, what's the one thing you should be doing such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? Hmm. And so using that kind of defining question, he chose just tracking his food first okay. so, that, so that he could really understand exactly what his day looks like um, day in and day out. Yeah. Um, given given that example, um, from your perspective, would you have offered something different as a single thing to proactively try? So there's a couple of things there. Number one, I think it's really important that you let him pick. Totally. What he thought. Oh yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. really important. From uh, you know what we learn for with counseling and nutrition. Um, mm-hmm. client, you have to involve the client or the patient in setting the goals. You know, we don't sure. set the goals for them. They choose. The right. Goals. Exactly. So I think well, that precisely. has a lot yep. of meaning. Um, and I think just, you know, if he's someone who hadn't really wasn't even thinking about what he was eating at all, I think tracking what he's eating is a really good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, really what you're eating is so impacts your life so globally that is a good place to start but when you brought up sleep that Mm -hmm. um brings up something i wanted to mention too in that our sleep hygiene or our sleep health really impacts um our food choices so Mm. i am concerned talking about this particular client of yours, Melissa. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. It would be important for him to solve his sleep issues. 
and mm. and maybe it's related to his food intake and maybe he'll solve it coming from mm. you know the mm-hmm. food perspective um yeah but say he tracks what he's eating and he identifies some areas where he would like to make some small changes um perhaps that will start allowing him to sleep better at night maybe mm. something he's eating is interfering with his sleep or it mm. may be that once he's starting to sleep better He'll eat more healthfully, mm. if that makes sense. Because I would have never made that connection yeah. at all, but now that you say that, it is so completely obvious. Yeah. I would have not made that connection. And it, again, it's the energy, um, seeking energy connection. If we're not sleeping well, um, people generally eat more um, poorly or mm. make more poor mm. food choices. So sure. sleep, I, and this is one big point I wanted to make, um, our health is impacted by so many things and food intake is one of those things. So nutrition and health, those two things don't exist in a vacuum. So we want to think about nutrition and how we feel and our mental health in the context of our overall life. You know, um, it's really hard to say, well, if I reduce my caffeine intake, is my anxiety going to be more manageable? Um, Hmm. You have to think about the other things that are happening in your life as well. So I always like to make sure we consider the context, (laughs) not just um, food and how you feel in a vacuum. So you look at the bigger context as well. The, the thing I think about, well, says you're like talking about your, your um, executive coaching clients. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always think about like, like how can I be like the best leader, like for Mm -hmm. my organization, right? Like, how can I be at like top, like mental performance? Cause like so many of us have like, just meant, you know, like intellectual work or jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. Like Neck I don't need work. to be physically fit yep. to like lift heavy stuff for mm-hmm. my job. I need to have like a really sharp mind cause that's what my job is. And so I think about like, you know, there's so much like talk about physical fitness, right? But like, really, when you think about it, nutrition impacts people way more than to me, like their, their particular physical fitness. So it's like, to be better at my job, I should be doing the things that make my mind sharper. Mm-hmm. And to me, that has a lot to do with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So <clears throat> most of the studies, um, most of the research that's out there is related to um, the Mediterranean diet and reduced reduced risk for depression. So there is definitely, you know, an established link between what we eat and, you know, your 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 mental health. Um, but I also wanted to point out, so there is that direct relationship. So if we eat more fruits, vegetables, whole grains, um, good fats. We'll have more antioxidants in our body. Our gut bacteria will be healthier. And our gut bacteria communicate with neurons in our brain. And so there's a you know, direct line of communication oh, yeah. between sure. our gut and our brain. We need, we need to do an episode on, on, on gut brain. Oh, totally. yes. yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Totally. Megan, will you come back so we can do that yeah, sometime? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, that's the big, that'd be a great one. Yeah, that's a big topic. Yeah. But there's also yeah. an indirect effect in that what you eat can be distracting um, or how you feel because of what you eat. So Mm. there can be a lot of guilt 
surrounding mm-hmm. what you've eaten mm-hmm. or yeah. if somebody is restricting themselves from eating that can be mm-hmm. distracting because you're thinking about sugar but you don't want to have sugar and so you're focusing mm-hmm. on that rather than thinking hungry. about a task yeah. that you want to be completing at work or oh, you sure. know a person you're trying to have a conversation with um so there's oh, you know so direct impact of nutrition on on your brain health and how your brain is working and then that indirect you know if you're kind of like consumed by thinking about what you're eating that you're not as productive with your other tasks that don't have to do with what you're eating oh my gosh that's so true yeah. that so you want to feel good about is... your choices yeah and not have them be so distracting so mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. be clear-headed and and perform the way you want to perform hmm. yeah that's amazing that's really really good feedback so is yeah. there any um for people that are listening and they're really interested in this topic. What are the, do you have like one or two suggestions that people can do or look at or? Yeah, that's a good question. I should, probably should have thought of that ahead of time. I probably have maybe <laughs> well, 10. That's okay. So let's yeah. see if I can come up with two, narrow it down. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. One would be, um, it'd be great if people, you know, if this is something they're interested in thinking mm-hmm. about, really consider how you pay attention to how you feel after you eat. And mm-hmm. can you start mm-hmm. making associations about what you're eating and how you're feeling? You know, mm-hmm. over a That's great. week-long, two-week-long, three-week-long period, it could be a little diary, a journal, you jot down a sentence you know, ate bean burrito, um, felt brain fog (laughs) after, you know, for two hours or, you know, something like that. And then because we're looking for patterns over time. Sure. Um, And then so just that awareness and looking for um, paying attention to how you feel. um, That's probably my biggest one. And then also um, being kind to yourself and know Mm. that one meal, one snack, one food item is nothing because you've got your whole mm-hmm. life, three meals a day, multiple snacks through the day. One meal, one snack is not going to make or break anything. It's more what's happening over a period of time. Oh, you that's wanna... such good advice. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. It gives you yeah, grace, right? It just gives people grace. Yeah. And we're a big fan of that. It's like, love yourself up. Give yourself grace. Be patient Give yourself with objectivity. Yourself. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, thank you both. This has been really Also, this really is a fun. super fun conversation. I know yeah. we kind of like have to scoot, but we're going to have to come back on because there's a lot more to, oh my to, gosh, to dive so, into with yeah, this topic. Yeah. I would love I, to just come back. The first, thank you. Yeah. The first five minutes that you were talking, it was like, oh, here's three more topics we should really <laughs> be talking about. So thank you so much, Megan. It was fantastic. Thank you for having me. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring.